2: Hi, this is Kathy Lipp, and I am so excited because one of those people that you just feel like is already your best friend, but you haven't spent two minutes together, Sheila Ray Gregoire is here, and she is the author of The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex, which I, I'll be honest with you, I was prepping for all of this as I was flying here, and yours was the one book I did hesitate bringing out in the airplane. <laughs> Even though I'm sitting there with my husband, it just felt like... What is she studying? What is she trying to accomplish? <laughs> Sheila, it's so great to have you here with me today. Oh,
3: thank you. I'm looking forward to this.
2: Well, okay, because we both kind of dabble <laughs> in this area of I mean, you have the the best blog name and the best blog, uh, To Love Honor and Vacuum, which I mm-hmm. absolutely love. I'm I'm not just a fan, I'm an addicted reader. So, I'm so glad you're here to be able to share a little bit of wisdom. I thought it was so interesting because When I talk to these women, um, all these mops moms, and just women in general, and we start to talk about sex, and there's like a groan in the room, like, (laughs) oh no, we're going to talk about laundry or dishes or vacuuming. But um, I happen to notice that your workshop was one of the most (laughs) popular ones here. So here's my question for you. If women are so uh, hesitant to have sex, but... They're so excited to talk about what is that dynamic? Can you explain that to me?
3: I think it's just that a lot of women know that they are missing something. Oh. I think, because look at the movies. Everyone's having such a great time. Mm -hmm. And so we all get this picture that that's what it's supposed to be like. And then you look at your own life and you feel like all you do is have obligation sex, which is, of course, extremely unsexy. And you're thinking, like, how can I get to that point where it is something that I'm looking forward to and that I'm excited about? And so that's what I try to talk about.
2: Okay, so, well, let me ask. Because we, I mean, really, as we're sitting here and we know that that movie sex is, mm-hmm. is not really happening in most bedrooms. It is not. Okay. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and so <clears throat> my question is, it. Okay, so there has to be something between movie sex and obligation sex. Or maybe not even between, <laughs> but a totally different category. Yeah. So what what direction do you point women in who are in that place of like, okay, I have to do it once a week whether he, I like it or not. I know he's going to like it.
3: Yeah, it's but, like, okay, honey, you can if you want to. Go right? ahead. <laughs> Just yeah. don't wake me up. Exactly. Please don't wake me up.
2: So <laughs> where, where do you steer women who are in that place of like, Okay, I know I have to do this for a good marriage, but there's nothing inside of me that says I want to.
3: Yeah. And and before we even go on there, I just want to acknowledge that listening to this show 30% of marriages the woman actually has the higher sex drive it's and so, so true and so we will come to that so if you're yeah. listening to this and you're thinking hello yes. I, w- I wish my because husband because women talk wanted. to me about that all the
2: time what <laughs> yeah. what if my husband doesn't want to so I'm That's so right. glad you're this so we are going to get
3: there so if you're listening and you're already getting frustrated don't worry it's coming okay but for, for those who do see it more as obligation um, I think it just goes back to first principles in that I don't think that we honestly understand what sex is supposed to be I think that we have a lot of big misunderstandings even in the church mm-hmm. and it, you know you look at movie sex and the problem with movie sex is that they portray it really as only physical right you know it's all about the body mm-hmm. and that's what happens when you take sex out of marriage mm-hmm. then it's not about love it's not about commitment it's not about any kind of intimacy it's just about feeling good right and so it becomes all about the body which, by the way, is one of the reasons we have such body issues too. Is <laughs> oh, amen, sister <laughs> you know. friend. But um, and and so what we need to understand is that God made it where it's not just physical; it's also a spiritual connection and an emotional connection. Okay, can I just say that sounds like a lot of work? Yeah, I mean, it really does. <laughs> but
2: so, where? How do you get there? How do you get to that? connectedness
3: on all those levels well that that is is a little bit hard to explain in just a few yeah, minutes but let me let me throw you throw it a thought okay okay i what i think is that billions of people on this earth have had sex <laughs> this is true oh, i'm not sure how many have made love okay and what would you say is the difference? I think making love is really feeling like you're one with someone. Mm. And I'm not saying that each encounter, the earth has to move and you right. have to look deeply into each other's eyes and feel like your soulmates. I mean, sometimes you're going to have a quickie and that's honestly okay. Yes. <laughs> but, Especially with children around. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's play beat the television show or whatever. <laughs> but like the sum total of your relationship should mm. be something where you do feel like you're one. And I, I think one of the problems that women have is that we, we misunderstand sex because you look at movie sex Mm -hmm. and here's what happens okay so the guy is panting and the girl (laughs) is panting and they're panting together so they start to kiss and the clothes come off and you end up in bed right and so as women we start to think okay I should be panting and i'm not and i'm not and if you're a woman and you are waiting for lightning to strike yeah so that you one day will be aroused so that you can make love <laughs> you can be waiting a really long time that
2: is a bus that's going to take a long time to catch yeah yeah because
3: yeah. you know for men arousal precedes making love right for women arousal is usually a product of starting to make love right so so you're
2: finally getting in the mood not before it happens, but in the midst of it happening.
3: Right. And right. and here's something else. Okay. Have you ever heard the, the expression um, men are like microwaves? Yes. And women are like slow cookers? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Totally wrong. Really? Yes. And here's why. Okay. Do you tell? Okay. 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 Men are like microwaves. I can kind of buy that. Okay. You know, you heat up fast. Right. Done fast. Whatever. Okay. We won't go into that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but to say a woman is like a slow cooker implies that she will eventually <laughs> heat up. <laughs>
2: And that's not a guarantee. There is no guarantee.
3: Because, okay, one night he could be doing something to you and you're thinking, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. This is wonderful. I'm in raptures. Three nights later, he does exactly Exactly the the same same thing. And you're like,
2: will you just get it over with? Because I want to get to sleep. you just get off of me? Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not about what he does. Right. It's about what you're thinking. Okay. Okay,
2: so it's where your brain is, not necessarily where your body is. Exactly, because
3: your brain controls your body.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this so if if I do want to be if I want to move towards a place where I can feel connected with my husband and mm-hmm. we know it 's probably not going to be lightning striking <sighs> what what can I do as a mom a wife, what can I do in my day to day life to i don 't know you know maybe lean into it a little bit more to be more mm-hmm. ready for for
3: not just sex, but making love. Yeah. And I I think it does start even in the morning. It's not Mm -hmm. just at night. It's, it's your whole, the whole relationship because for women, you know, men make love to feel loved, right? Women need to feel loved in order to make love. And so so we need to feel connected. Um, and, and so just throughout the day, be affectionate, you know, flirt a little Mm -hmm. bit. Remember you're a woman. (laughs) It's okay to be a woman and to be sexual. I see so many women and they're just you know put on a cute bra sometimes honey <laughs> like seriously <laughs> it
2: doesn't have to be no. the sports bra all the time yeah, yes and, yes
3: and and i'm not okay i i don't want to make it all into body stuff and you're but not saying do... dress up
2: like a barbie all the no, time no but it's okay to want to feel pretty and to want to feel pretty for your husband
3: yeah shave your yeah. legs sometimes oh, even in the winter okay, okay. we don't <laughs> need to go there right now
2: we don't need to go there but,
3: But it's not it's not just that. It's like you know what happens before we're married, you kiss all the time. Yeah.
2: It's a makeout session that lasts for months.
3: Right. And then you get married <laughs> and it's kind of like you don't want to put a down payment on something that you might not want to buy later. Um, Yes.
2: <laughs> you know, because you got, you got to go pick up the kids and all of that kind right. of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, you don't want to get any engine started that you can't yeah. drive somewhere. Right. Yeah.
3: And so we sort of stop all the affection. Yeah, yeah. And when you do that you deprive yourself of one of your best ways to feel close. Mm,
2: that's awesome. Yeah. I, I just want to thank you for our time here today. I, I,
3: can you give
2: us like, if you're one piece of advice, your, your very best piece <laughs> of advice to taking this to the next level, what would that be for everybody?
3: I would say this. God wants you to have an abundant life mm. and that includes an abundant sex life. And if that isn't happening for you, it's honestly okay All right. Lots of people have issues. It takes about 15 years on average Mm -hmm. for this to work like clockwork in a marriage. Okay. So it's okay. But don't settle for that. You know, it's okay to be there, but it's not okay to stay there. Okay. and so be active you know figure out what makes you feel good tell them what makes you feel good if you have no clue <laughs> you know start some exercises make it a research project that you both can do together but I love but it have fun. sex is
2: science you yeah. know and
3: figuring out what works for you guys
2: Sheila I want to come back to something we talked about earlier you said in about 30% of marriages, women are the one who have the higher sex drive yeah. in that relationship. So w- what's a woman to do when she wants it more than her husband
3: does? Well, I think first of all, I got to figure out the reason. Okay. Because I do believe that in general, God did make men in general to have higher sex drives. So when he does- That's what TV
2: tells us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what testosterone tells us. So, <laughs> you
3: know, so when he doesn't, you know, let, let's get to the root cause. And if it is something medical- it right. could be um, testosterone, thyroid issues, um, weight, diabetes, even some medications. just talk to your doctor. Mm-hmm. you know people are really reluctant to do that, but my husband's a doctor, and I guarantee you if you go into your doctor and you say he has low testosterone or he has a low sex drive, that will not even count as among the top ten weird things he's heard this week it
2: won't even phase them no. and it, it, not in the <laughs> least and medicine has made such advances that there are ways to for 10 minutes of embarrassment you could enjoy better sex for the rest of your life yeah so
3: please get him to go see a doctor and of course you should too because it could be an early warning sign of something else so you always should get that checked out um but if that's not the case Mm -hmm. it could be something like stress OK, that affects a lot of guys when work gets heavy, um, when you're worried about unemployment. Yeah, you know, that can play a role. And then let me just put a plug in here for this one. OK, people go to bed at the same time <laughs> and go to bed at a decent hour. It's
2: true. When yeah. you're falling into bed at one in the morning and your spouse is a half hour behind you, yeah. it's not really conducive to the whole lovemaking thing.
3: No, I know. And, you know, this is a weird thing because this, this is totally new in our generation, I mean, people in the 70s, 80s, they all went to bed as soon as the news ended (laughs) (laughs) on TV. Right. Exactly.
2: (laughs) I remember my parents. That's exactly what they did.
3: Yeah. But now with the internet being 24-7 and video games 24-7. Right. We stay up way too late. and.
2: Which is huge for both the video games. I'm hearing more and more women saying that is their husband's first love. Yeah. And so it really does cause a separation. I want to talk about one of the other causes that Mm -hmm. I know that you are, you speak on regularly and that's porn. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. It's a huge one. It really is. And so, um, if if a woman knows that her husband or discovers that her husband yeah. is is viewing porn or has um, some kind of struggle with that, what, what advice would you give to the woman who is just suffering and doesn't know who to yeah. talk to or what to do?
3: First of all, I just want you to hear this. It has nothing to do with you. Amen. It has nothing to do with you. You did not do anything wrong. And we believe that. It's
2: so easy to say, I -hmm. must be
3: lacking, and so he has to go other places. That's right. And that's not it at all. Because what porn does is it rewires the brain so that what is arousing is an image or a fantasy and not a person. Mm. Especially today, with this generation growing up with internet porn, so many guys were exposed to it um, when they were 12, 13, 14. And, you know, this is the formative years. Mm Um, I know one story that I put in my book of a guy, and he he found porn in a ditch. You know, a bunch of Playboy magazines. Mm-hmm. He didn't even mean to. It's not like he sought it right. out. Right. You know, so you kind of feel sorry for this kid. Like if it was your son, you would feel sorry for him. Yeah. But because it's your husband, you want to smack him around. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: but when you think about the little boy who's yeah. exposed to it through an email he opened unwittingly yeah. or whatever that is, yeah. it it is. It's heartbreaking and it's devastating. Yeah. And so. You know, I know that there's a a point of compassion, but there's also a point of boundaries. That's right. And so how do you how do you talk a
3: woman through that? Okay, first of all, porn is terrible. Yes. And it isn't harmless. It will only get worse. And it doesn't lead to a better marriage. It does not lead to a better marriage. Um, they've actually coined a term now called sexual attention deficit disorder. And this was, but this is secular. I researchers. Laugh, but it's, I, it's, I, I, I understand exactly yeah. what you're
2: talking about there.
3: And, w- and what happens is a guy is no longer able to perform with mm. a woman, with an actual live woman because of all this stuff in his head. Wow. Okay. So it is going to get worse. It mm. often will expand to texting women online, chatting, Etc. and then maybe even in-person stuff. So you cannot let it go. If he's a Christian and you catch him using porn and he says, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again, that's wonderful. Okay, but real repentance requires accountability. Mm. It is not done in secret. So if he says, I'm really sorry, but don't tell anyone and I'm not going to tell anyone and it's just between us, that's not real repentance. And a guy will not get over this without an accountability partner, without confessing it to someone else. Because if, if they don't confess it, then they're not really feeling shame or, or repentance at all. Um, so if your husband says he's sorry, but won't do anything about it, then it's up to you to seek out a mentor couple or a pastor or someone and say, we need some help. So it's not going to heal inside the marriage. It is not. You have
2: to go outside the marriage to get the help you need. Yes.
3: And do not be afraid to do that. That is what the church is supposed to be for.
2: Sheila, thanks so much for being with us today. You've just been so much fun. Oh,
3: well, thank you.
2: I'm so glad we had Sheila on for our premiere episode of So Here's the Thing with Kathy Lip. That was episode 101. If you want to re-listen, share with your friends. Or if you want some of our free goodies that go along with it, including Sheila's great blog post about 16 ways to flirt with your man, go to KathyLip.com slash podcast. That's K-A-T-H-I-L-I-P-P dot com slash podcast. That's where you're going to find a little fun, a little hope, a little humor and a few how to's to make your life that much better. See you next week.